What's up, guys? Natalie here. On this week's episode, we have Robin Shaw from Bodzy. Bodzy is a nutrition service. Um, they're a company that does one-on-one nutrition coaching as well as running gym challenges. Um, we're going to dive into both those services as well as like the basic habits around nutrition, um, the lifestyle changes, and really the importance behind all that. So I hope that you're going to learn a lot from this episode about nutrition and lifestyle habits and even we're going to talk a little bit about sleep. So without further ado, let's go all in. All right, so we have Robin Shaw here. She's a coach at CrossFit 416 and a co-founder of Bodzy, which is a nutrition company. So if you could tell us maybe more about yourself, uh, your training history, and about Bodzy. Yeah, um, God, where to start? Myself first, I guess? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Myself? Uh, yeah, I'm Robin. Um, I've been living in Toronto for about six years now. God, time flies. I went there for school. Um, I went to art school actually at OCAD U for painting and which is has nothing to do with what I'm doing with now but it um, kind of like I guess in the middle of my painting career or I guess you say my undergrad at OCAD I realized that's not exactly the field that I wanted to get into and right around graduation is when I started to do CrossFit so I did CrossFit because Pete my older brother NCR. He's now the co-owner of NCR and opened up that gym and really got me into the whole CrossFit scene. And I was doing it, you know, typical at Good Life, right? <laughs> you get like the one, you get the workout of the day and then you like try and figure out how you're going to bust this out at a Good Life. Oh, I did that for like a year. Yeah. Because I was like just graduating. I was still like, man, I did not have money to, to go yeah. to a CrossFit gym at the time. And, but there was one right, right around the corner. So I always kind of like, peeked my head in and was like oh I need to this is a goal like I definitely need to get myself in there so yeah I was doing CrossFit at at a good life for a while well whatever I could do CrossFit (laughs) um I just remember doing burpees inside of like inside of the gym and people would like just look at me when they're like (laughs) doing barbell curls and squat rack and they're just like what is she doing (laughs) and then so finally um finally I got a membership I started working out at CrossFit 4 and 6 and then I guess about a year or a year and a half into um maybe it's two years maybe two years after being like an athlete there I was approached to see if I wanted to to start coaching and just you know start with some like light front desk where I get to know people's names and a little bit that's actually the hardest part (laughs) oh it still is the hardest part absolutely there's like I think we're at about 200 just over 200 members now and which is a pretty solid member base and um yeah and knowing 200 people's names is is quite difficult so yeah that was like my first job was man the front desk like check people in get to know people's names and then I started to do some warm-ups and assistant coaching and then um that kind of took off from there and that really developed into a full-time coaching personal training role um and yeah and I guess how nutrition came into play was through a lifestyle challenge that we actually have been hosting at CrossFit 4 and 6 for about six years um and the last year was the first time I actually kind of took the reins on it so we do this well every year kind of changes it's been from this like anywhere from four to six weeks and we host this like nutrition and lifestyle challenge for our members that includes you know 
importance of sleep and post-workout and the basics, right? Like hydration and getting good quality food. And it's increased so much every year to a point where we get like 120 members signing up every year. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's around January every year. And then, yeah. So this past January, I took the reins on it. It was like awesome. Um, And that kind of really launched my interest in, in nutrition coaching. Yeah. Um, so I guess it kind of took, it took off more as, okay, now the nutrition and the lifestyle challenge is over. Like, how do we continue to offer our our members this service? Right. Yeah. After the four weeks is over, it kind of, you get that typical fall off. Like, oh, I went, I did the best I could for four or six weeks. And like, now what you see, like kind of going back into old habits and, and stuff like that when the challenge is over. So I sat down with the owner of, um, CrossFit 416, who's now my business partner, um, Dan, and we just chatted about how do we kind of continue to offer our members nutrition services. <laughs> the dog is here. <laughs> Bali. <laughs> um, so it started off as really personalized, like one-on-one coaching and, and consulting. Right. So every, you know, every so often a member would approach me and just say like, hey, like, do you think you could chat with me about like my food choices and stuff like that? And do you think you could help me out with the things I've learned over the nutrition challenge and how do I sustain that and, and things like, and it just was really, there was no structure to it. It was just right. kind of here and there and it just developed. Um, so we actually started off as 416 Life Nutrition. That was our very first name, um, which was again, one-on-one personalized nutrition consulting for our, just our members. Um, and then it, it evolved. It evolved from there. Um, we started getting members from outside of the gym. We had a couple members who were part of the lifestyle, jo- part of the lifestyle challenge from outside of the gym as well. Um, and then we took that challenge and we marketed it. We branded it. We changed the name. Um, you know, I developed a website and stuff like that. And it kind of turned into this service that we can start offering other gyms now in terms of a four week a four week lifestyle challenge so really awesome. yeah so really Bodzy is a it's a mix it's two services the main one being offering gym owners the opportunity to offer their members a nutrition challenge and continuing services without them having to lift a finger essentially yeah. um yeah. so we're taking we're taking that off of a lot of gym owners hands right yeah. yeah and i know just being around the gym lots of gym owners get approached from from members about like what do we do for nutrition what should we eat and even they ask other athletes in the gym and coaches and those people might not have like the training to yeah. give a like a good response like a lot of people are like well it depends totally so it's kind of cool that there's a place for them to go mm-hmm. so how do you guys actually um get into the gyms once you've already like agreed to be there yeah and how do you um, work with with the clients at the gym. Yeah, so it's kind of st- if you kind of go through like the the cycle of it, I guess the sales cycle, if you will. <laughs> um, we so my, I guess my main job is now like con- connecting with gym owners, right? Yeah. I mean, I go around and I I seek out owners, or I get approached by a lot as well gym owners who who like you said don't don't have the time or maybe the knowledge to offer their members the nutrition advice that they're looking for and I think time is a huge thing yeah um I mean you're a gym owner do what you do best coach your classes run your gym like manage your members manage your staff implementing a nutrition program is a lot of effort and it's a lot of time and it can cost a lot of money if you're bringing in um dietitians if you're bringing nutritionists you have to hire new people and absolutely other people coming up to you mid-class saying you know like hey what do i have for breakfast or like and that's not like a short answer right so it's it's good for them to be able to direct them and um just 
you know, know what's in their scope and know what they're able to tell their members and then direct them to somebody else. So, um, that's, that's what we want to alleviate from a lot of gym owners, just that stress that comes with it. Um, so we'll go or uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to owners. I'll just kind of meet people. I mean, half of my job is making friends, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll, we'll start chatting about how, like where their gaps are, like what are their holes? Why haven't, why haven't they offered a nutrition service to their members? And if they have tried, like, what's failed? And right. and it always goes back to, like, the upkeep, the follow-ups, <laughs> the consistency, like, and having to always kind of be on top of your members. Because at the end of the day, like, nutrition, it has to be the forefront of their minds a lot of the time or else they're, they're going to forget about it. Yeah. Um, they're going to – they have other things to think about. They have their training to think about. They have families. They have, And if they're not yeah. constantly reminded about the importance of eating right, then it tends to take a back seat um, so, unless you make it a priority. So yeah. um, we'll go in and we talk about implementing that four-week nutrition challenge to start. Um, so that's how we kind of kick off the relationship with the gym. It's It starts off with a challenge. So we'll go in, um, we'll host a seminar. It's about a two-hour seminar. Uh, it's either myself and a registered dietitian, or we have kind of teams all over right now. So two representatives from Blood Z will go into your gym and host this seminar. And it's, it's basic. And I think this is super important. We've structured the the challenge so that it's like a CrossFit class. Like yeah. beginners can do it and elite athletes can do it. That's awesome. So we give you a macronutrient profile if you want to count your macros. But at the end of the day, it's about food quality. Um, it's about mentality towards food, building a solid relationship with food. Um, but having the ability to take it to the next level through flexible dieting and macronutrient counting, um, you know, pre-post-workout nutrition and tie up meal timing and frequency and all that stuff. So we right. touch on all those things throughout the seminar um, and give the participants the ability to figure out where they lie in terms of their experience um, and where they think they need to improve on. And then over the four weeks, um, they go through check-ins every day. We have a, an awesome app, which we've developed, um, a mobile app. There's a sweet leaderboard, which kind of creates some friendly competition, oh, which is cool. cool. Yeah. And I think that's really important, like being able to get excited about something and have some friendly competition in the gym. Um, and then after the challenge is over, this is where we transition into our one-on-one coaching, right? So the challenge really allows these members to figure out where their weaknesses lie, yeah. right? And, and going into one-on-one coaching can be a little bit overwhelming because they don't know exactly what they need to do. And at the same time, the coach is trying to get to know them. So it yeah. kind of can eliminate a little bit of trial and error there with the coach and the athlete by putting them through the challenge. They can see where they need to work on, what they need to work on. Right. And then when they transition into one-on-one coaching, it's like, okay, here's what I you know, was really shitty at during the challenge. Yeah. Here's what I was really good at. Now let's work on it. Right. And then so the time with working with the coach is much more concentrated um, and you know, more, more successful in the yeah. end. Yeah. So you're kind of building like that self-awareness before they go in and work with a one-on-one coach. Totally. Yeah. 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 Self-awareness, like building a solid Foundation. It's like think of it as putting someone through a basics program before they yeah. hop into regular class, right? right? So when they hop into regular class, they know what they need to work on. They know their imbalances. They know their weaknesses. They know their strengths, and they're able to kind of communicate that properly to the coach, right? So the coach can work with them on a high level, right? Versus if they just jump in, it might be a little bit frustrating for both the coach and the athlete, totally like requiring more attention and like they don't really know what they need. Absolutely, very cool. Okay, yeah. awesome. So is is the gym challenge kind of like a set program? you come in and there's always kind of the same recommendations you make and then 
you see what comes out and then and then you modify like an individual plan for the one-on-one clients or is do you sometimes change the gym challenge depending on you know if the owners have seen there's been some issues when they ran previous programs yeah that's a good question yeah so as of right now i mean bodzi is still in its first year right so as of right now, the challenge looks the same across the board. Okay. Same structure, um, same principles, same um, guidelines and, you know, point system and everything. Um, however, we're getting into our second round of challenges, right? Okay. So the idea is that we, we kind of partner up with the gym and we'll do like a quarterly challenge. And what this does is it just keeps, again, keeps it on the forefront of their members' minds, right? And, yeah. and keeps that excitement going. So we'll have, um, you know, a challenge in... in the spring or whatever in April and then there'll be a kind of like a three month of one-on-one coaching downtime transition and then we'll kick off another challenge in the fall and then kind of cycle through that so right. um so we're getting into our second round of challenges with gyms who we were connected with very early on um and yeah there's opportunity there for us to focus the challenge um a little bit differently for those who have done the challenge already right however the challenge is structured so that they can already do that, Yeah. right? It's structured so that, okay, maybe if the first time they did the challenge, they were focusing on building a proper relationship with food. Like, how do I overcome anxious eating? Yeah. Cool. They had 28 days to, to work on that. You got good at it. You had three months transition to really focus on that. Now going back into the second challenge, I'm going to start thinking about, you know, my meal timing or my post-workout yeah. or something like that. So there's always cool. something in the challenge. And we really, really want our members to f- to focus on one thing right yeah. like pick something and get good at it for 28 right. days get really good and you know it's about building good habits about behavioral change which you and I kind of chatted about before this but yeah. um but yeah so and then on the flip side of that we're having some pretty cool opportunity to work with um different athletes so we have the um the women's or the girls volleyball club in Toronto okay um one of them don't know details yet um but the owner of CrossFit Cole in Burlington Jose who's an awesome dude if you're ever in Burlington go to CrossFit Cole (laughs) um he's such an awesome dude so we've been working with him since the get-go and so he's a coach of a of a women's a girls volleyball team okay. so we're gonna run a challenge for these girls and uh yeah there's like 12 girls right now who have been doing been doing off-season coaching with him and they just need to you know go into tryouts feeling good so yeah. we're gonna do a challenge for them and yeah that's gonna i mean it'll probably be a little different the the focus of teenage girls training is going to be a little bit different yeah. it's going to be a little bit simpler and, and basic and really giving them a good foundation to build upon as they move forward so right. different challenges will look a little bit different depending on yeah the demographic but overall the structure of it stays pretty much the same cool yeah yeah so maybe let's get into more of the like the one-on-one and the personalized approach you guys take yeah so is it my understanding that you guys don't necessarily recommend always the same diet to everyone so you know if someone wants to be vegetarian or if someone wants to eat higher protein you might yeah you know kind of adjust things to that yeah totally so yeah this is like this this is a big conversation (laughs) and we can get into this for sure I think yeah we're absolutely we don't we don't follow a diet no absolutely not we don't I mean we are a flexible dieting um company meaning we we take the time that we work 
we take the time that we have with our clients to empower them, to yeah. educate them. And at the end of the day, that's what our one-on-one coaching is. So our business model is not based around returning clients. It's not based on lifelong clients. We don't want to have one-on-one coaching forever. Yeah. And we hope we don't. So when when we work with a a client or when I work with a client, like I want to be able to educate them as much as I can in that three or four or five month period so that when they're off on their own, they're confident, they're capable, that they can continue to do this and learn on their own, right? So if they're coming, and really at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's not about, it's not about following a specific diet. Yes, it's about counting your macros and using MyFitnessPal and your macronutrients as a tool of education, but it's not about, um, it's not about restrictions or anything. So that, and that goes to that goes back to our main priority over everything, food quality and mentality, right? At the, if you kind of take a look at a pyramid, right? At the base yeah. of our pyramid is food quality and mentality. And I think a lot of people coming into coaching need to work on that mentality. Right. So if we hop them on macronutrients and counting and telling them that they need to hit their protein every single day, yeah. it's going to throw them off. Like, yeah. And I say this to a lot of people that I work with, you know, 40, 50 p- different people, and I rarely talk about food. <laughs> like, <laughs> rarely. It's about, like, establishing awesome, really small changes consistently over time. And yeah. sometimes, you know, depending on the person, sometimes that's like, okay, show me that you can have... 500 milliliters of water first thing in the morning before you go and drink your coffee, right? Or, you know, let's try eating a small, let's try eating two servings of vegetables in your lunch instead of having that bagel. See if you can do that for me for seven days. And if that works, we'll move on. Um, But no, we don't, we don't follow any specific diet. So if someone's on a paleo diet, great. If someone's on a vegetarian diet, great. Like if they want to continue to stick to that diet, that's awesome. The only thing that we do is we we see what their goals are, right? We do goal setting often. And if we see that what they're eating is not in line with what their goals are, then we'll, we hope that they will take our advice and change it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, so if, if, you know, if there's high level athletes and this has happened before, you know, high end athletes who have a really, you know, performance specific goal who are on the keto diet, cool. Like, okay. How's that working for you? And that's a question we ask a lot. How's it working for you? Um, and if it's not working great, let's see how we can change that. And maybe it's by adding carbs. Yeah. Like (laughs) if we have to add in some carbs, like let's try it, be open to it because yeah. So I think that's the only thing that's the, the only thing is you have to take into, you have to realize what your goals are and does your diet align with those goals. Right. And if it doesn't, then there are some changes that have to be made. Like is your diet helping you get to what your goal is? Yeah. So what would be the main principles that you might see uh, that change between an elite athlete that you're working with and um, someone who just kind of like wants to feel good, goes to the gym three times a week kind of thing? Totally, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's like big differences there. I think athletes have to make sacrifices, right? Mm. There are some sacrifices that higher-end athletes have to make and in terms of, yeah, being able to hit food quality on point all the time um, and really focusing on the focusing on their their macros a little bit more precision yeah, right, right. And they, it needs to be precise and so working with higher end athletes if they're not consistently hitting their macros at a higher precision level then they're not going to be able to perform at at their best right. right and so it's about consistency there now we don't expect that of our lower end athletes yeah. right and so if someone comes in and says they want to just 
feel healthy, eat better, perform a little bit better, have more energy during the daytime, like just basic lifestyle stuff like that, like their focus is going to be on the quality of their food. Right. Right. And maybe their overall caloric intake. Yeah. So it'll be, I kind of put them on, so we've, we've established, there's so many versions of this pyramid out there, but the, it's like a nutrition pyramid. Yeah. Or like I said, at the base of the nutrition pyramid is we've, we do it food quality and mentality. We've added that in there. And then above it is calories. Above that is macros. Above that is timing and frequency. Yeah. And then above that is supplements. So if you can kind of visualize that. Yeah. Um, but on that pyramid, it kind of puts it as like a spectrum of where we let, where we put our athletes, depending yeah. on their what their goals are and their and their experience levels and their dedication levels and all that kind of stuff. So right. if a newbie is coming in and yeah. they just want to establish baseline, put them at the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah. Food quality, mentality. Are you eating enough? Are you eating too little? Yeah. If they're higher, like okay, that's all great. Maybe the food quality is on point. They're eating enough. Now we have to refine it with you know, carb loading and, you know, carb cycling and timing and stuff like that. And maybe we talk about supplements. Right. Um, so those are like the main differences, right? Okay. Between higher end athletes and lower end, you know, re- weekend warriors, if you right. will, is like not only their, their food quality and the amount they're eating, but in what proportions. So their macros come into play and the precision of their macros come into play a little bit more. Right. And then like the timing and maybe supplementation. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I was listening to a podcast and it was more, it was like about training, but it was saying for someone who's, you know, they're chasing like the CrossFit games, yeah. like training is a stressor, right? Totally. And like that's, it's a stressor because that's what they want to cross adaptation. Yeah. So it's almost like you don't want nutrition necessarily to be a stressor, but as, a, as an athlete, you have to deal with the sacrifice of being so precise with your yeah. nutrition. Yeah. Versus, like, someone lower level, they don't want training to be... You don't want training or your nutrition to be a stressor. Like, yeah. You yeah. add more stress into your life, it's going to... You're just going to diminish your recovery. Absolutely. Like, yeah, so it's it's interesting how you mentioned the differences between that, where the elite athletes have to make sacrifices, and the lower level, it's like... Yeah. Like, concentrate on the basics. Totally, yeah. And and here's the thing. This is why I love working with CrossFitters, too, and, like like, performance athletes, because they you can get so much out of your diet and you don't have to be so stressed about it in order to perform well versus let's say like bodybuilders or someone who really (laughs) has a body composition goal wants to like look specifically a certain way that takes a lot of precision takes a ton of precision with your diet and and takes a a lot of cutting right cutting Mm. fat cutting calories um multiple times throughout the year mm-hmm. which can be really really stressful um on top of that they're training so yeah it's a it's a stressful thing but working with crossfit athletes like your body's going through a lot in the gym right yeah. like you like you said like you're the stress that you're putting your body through in the gym is is already enough um eat smart <laughs> eat yeah. good quality things eat the right amount and 90 percent of the time that will be enough for you to progress right and it's just that you know that top percent of athletes who yeah are trying to get to regionals trying to go to the games which yeah we work with and it'll just be are you being precise with them are you measuring and weighing your food are you doing that consistently Hmm. or are you going out on the weekends and binging and then trying to hop back on it on monday and that's that's the biggest thing exactly yeah yeah. so it's all about consistency and and that is that's hard right yeah um but yeah yeah. yeah, I think even the top-end athletes, they need to think about consistency first before they even get into supplementation. It's like, oh, totally. they're fighting for that 1%, yeah. but it's like, you're, you're leaving 10% on the table yeah. right down here. Oh, no, yeah, that's why I love <laughs> using that pyramid. And I think, like, the CrossFit pyramid, too, right? Yeah. It's so funny. Like, everyone has it completely backwards, like, completely <laughs> upside down. You look at the CrossFit pyramid, and it's 
nutrition is at the bottom. Right. And then it's what Metcon, metabolic conditioning, and then gymnastics, then weightlifting and throwing, and then sport. And it's like people just flip it on their head. Oh, yeah. So we start sport <laughs> at a young age, right? Yeah. And then we just, like start trying to enhance our sport by lifting weights. Mm-hmm. And then it's like all of a sudden our weightlifting has like made us super tight. So we try and like do get better at gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. And then we start like running. And all of a sudden it's like, mm, okay, what's next? Now I have to focus on my eating. Yeah. <laughs> and so this the same idea with the nutrition pyramid where people come in and if I'll have a consultation, the first thing they'll ask me is like, um, should I be taking creatine? It's like, well, <laughs> when's the last time you had a vegetable? Oh, I don't know. I think I had one for breakfast. Like, okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's, let's figure that out. So yeah, we just, we tend to, we tend to have it backwards and it's because supplementation is so easy, right? right. It's easy to do. It's, it's accessible. Yeah. Um, it's easy to fall back on. So and the companies promote it and market absolutely. it to us as like, hey, this is what you should take at the basic yeah, level. It's yeah, like, eating yeah. quality food is simple but very very difficult. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's what we that's our biggest thing. That's what we preach, right? Good yeah. quality food. We don't do an like a the we do a flexible dieting, but it's not so much an if it fits your macros approach because we are working with a lot of weekend warriors, right? right. Like our demographic is the ninety nine percent. Yeah. Um. So if yeah, we have to kind of preach the quality of food as number one yeah. um, and then go into macros. And yeah, if it fits yeah. your macros, absolutely. Like that's why we have, we we kind of encompass it with mentality as well. And we talk about how you can incorporate, you know, little indulgences here and there because you are human and you want to have a healthy relationship with food. So right. meal quality and, and food quality is important, but... Um, pairing that with mentality as well. Yeah. So making sure that you're not depriving yourself of anything or or going through like a restrictive diet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting because I was talking, I think maybe yesterday, with someone who they're starting a nutrition program and they're worried about having to like count the macros mm-hmm. and like weigh and measure everything, especially because there's someone who works long hours and like a stressful job. Yeah. And is training on top of that and like goes out to eat a lot with with work and it's almost like it's like a mandatory social thing that they have to go out and eat and. Um, I was at first. I was telling them, yeah, like for me, I find it easy to weigh, measure, and go because it's almost a routine. That's yeah. when I get thrown You've off done it. it. For a while. Yeah, it's like I feel inconsistent, and I'm like craving to go back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like thinking about their situation, I was like, that's going to be a bit difficult for you, especially to get right thrown in yeah. to macros. What What would be your approach if someone came up to you, kind of like that, like where you would start with them? Like they do, yeah. someone who might have you know some performance goals, but they obviously have made a sacrifice for their work and right. stuff like that. We that's that's a lot of our clients. We live right. in Toronto, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So. We live. I live. I live in Toronto. <laughs> the company's based in Toronto. So a lot of our, and, our, and CrossFit 416, like a, a ton of our members are young professionals working downtown right. Toronto, and that is their life. Um, and the, the lifestyle challenge that we do with a lot of them are, yeah, like their job is to go out Saturday night, right. Sunday, like Friday night, Thursday yeah. night, and have like a network and drink and stuff like mm. that. So... Um, I think the biggest, the, the, the first thing that to do with these individuals is to establish realistic goals for them. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the, one of the biggest things to do. Like so we sit down with them, we have a chat and we establish realistic goals. And so if they're coming in and they say like, oh, I want to be shredded and I want to, <laughs> um, you know, perform like this way or whatever, yeah. if their lifestyle cannot change, yeah. then they won't change. Right. Right? And I think it's just important for these people to recognize that at the end of the day, your diet has to reflect what your goals are. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't ignore, like, 
you can't ignore your lifestyle. Something has to give. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, the what we do is like what I would do is I get them I get them tracking, and and I get them tracking not to hit their macros, but for the sake of just educating themselves. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't even give them a set of numbers to start with because right. I just feel like it's a little bit of an added stressor to, yeah. to start. Um, but I would just get them to track their food. So I'd say, okay, take off for a week. Do everything you normally do. I don't want you to change anything, but just download my fitness pal and start entering things. Right. And just see what happens, right? Just start building that awareness. And then, who knows, maybe they all of a sudden realize that they're eating, like, triple the amount of fat that they think they should yeah. be eating. And then, at least they're aware. And then, maybe the next week they eliminate, like, you know, that eight tablespoons of peanut butter at the end of the day that they do. <laughs> or maybe they reduce, like, the amount of olive oil that they use in their breakfast or something. Okay. And then it just starts building like a little bit of awareness at home and what right. that does is if they can increase the the amount of like I'm going to say precision but for lack of a better word if they can increase their precision at home then it allows a little bit more flexibility when they go out in the evening time and stuff right. like that so for these individuals it's like okay let's figure out what you have control of yeah. and make that as best as we can right so you have control of your lunches you have control of your breakfasts breakfasts <laughs> you have control <laughs> i'm down for breakfast breakfasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and you have control over you know whatever maybe your weekends what don't you have control over you don't have control over your thursday nights and your friday nights because you're out at social networking events or right. something fine ignore those don't stress about them but let's make what we can better yeah. So it's just about picking and choosing. Right. And then, you know, they'll start to see some progress there, which can motivate somebody to do, yeah. you know, do better and better. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I feel like people don't understand that something has to give. They're yeah. like, oh, they feel like, okay, like, I can do this all out, I can do this mm-hmm. all out, I can do yeah. all this all out. And it's totally. like, it's not really how it works. Yeah. And, like, if your goals aren't aligned, it's like, okay, someone might come to you and they'd be like, yeah, I work, like... 8 a.m. until 7 p.m. Yeah. Like, and I want to go to the games yeah. and it's like, I really? want to look like amazing mm-hmm. and have tons of energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's okay, happened. like, I don't yeah. know if you can do all of those at once, right? Like, yeah. it just, it happens. Yeah. People, and the, you know what? Like, come, I commend these people. Yeah. Like, that's oh. awesome. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. And the last thing you want to do is, the last thing I want to do is, like, shut that down, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it's so cool. Like, they're coming to you and they have, like, all these, like, massive goals. So, what I try to do as, like, a coach, a coach is be like, okay, let's like bottle this energy and yeah. like, how can we, like, how can we put this to good use? But at the same time, yeah, like you have to make them realize, right. I don't like let them down easy yeah. and just, and kind of just make them more aware of what's your priority? Right. What is your number is it one to, goal? Like, increase your career, like your, like get a better job or get a, yeah. a raise or is it like, do you want to go to the games? Like maybe yeah. you have to cut down your work hours. Like, I've been seeing this actually yeah. on like social media a little bit. The talk about like, you know, training, taking a back seat mm. and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if you follow like Athlete Daily. Yeah, and, I yeah. think I just saw it. And yeah. um, um, Laura, Lauren, Kirstie King. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's awesome on Instagram and I've been following her recently. But yeah, there's just, there's been some posts and things like, like t- sometimes your training is going to have to take a back seat. Sometimes you know, other things in life are going to take a backseat in order for, you know, whatever is important to take priority. And yeah, that's the thing. But, but nutrition is something that you always have some control over. Right. You always have control over what you put in your mouth. Like you always have to eat. Yeah. You you always have to eat. At the end of the day, you control what you eat. And it's just to what extent and what can you do to make that as best as it, as it best as it can be. Um, so yeah, depending on, 
your lifestyle and depending on your obligations and priorities, like your, your diet is going to be structured differently. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Is there like a few key, like what would be the first few key healthy habits that you instill in everyone, no matter the level of client? If someone sleep, yeah, sleep is huge. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so, so important. So if someone, you know, we have a few people who work those crazy hours they're trying to work out they're trying to do shift work they're trying to eat healthy and their sleep is like garbage and I don't even talk about food and all those other things until we try and figure out ways to to manage their sleep habits so the first thing I do is I tackle their sleep um so you know we if you're if it's going to bed late then we try and create create some sort of bedtime routine um try and create some consistency in the time that you go to bed. So if you're going to bed at midnight, between midnight and 1.30 a.m. every single day, do yourself a favor and go to bed at 12.30 a.m. seven days in a row. See what what happens, right? And then after a week, if you can do that, then bring it up to 12. And then after a week of doing that, bring it to 11.30. And again, just like small, small increments at a time. And and that's that's helped a lot. Um, If some people are eating too late, it could affect their sleep. But there's, I mean, there's tons of things that go into this. And there's like natural ways, natural remedies that you can do it. And there's also, you know, taking supplementation like magnesium and things like that, that can also help. Um, But yeah, sleep is number one. Um, Because there are things that you can see, there are lifestyle changes that you can make that are going to give you immediate results, like really immediate results. Sleep is one of them. Yeah. Sleep, hydration, and then um, getting rid of any deficiencies. So get on a multivitamin, right? right? If you have any sort of deficiencies, which like like I don't most know what it, most of us do yeah. especially living in Canada like vitamin D absolutely. for example absolutely like yeah so yeah. sleep hydration and then deficiencies and then after that they have a week of feeling like all of a sudden so much better <laughs> just because of those three things then we start kind of building off of that but right. those are the three things and and yeah like a lot of people don't have that under control and if let's say they do then the next thing would probably be um, just building awareness through tracking and I right. think that making that habit is also really good. So if you're on, like if I have someone on vacation and they feel like, you know, a little overwhelmed and they don't know how to handle that vacation, I'll just say like, okay, relax. Like it's okay, (laughs) but I want you to continue tracking your food no matter what you eat, right? Continue to track it because at least it just keeps your mind it like right. on what you're yeah. doing <laughs> exactly it keeps you a little bit more aware um and uh it just keeps up the habit so yeah. when you come back you don't have to feel like oh now i have to start tracking again and it's right. like you've kept it up the whole time like yeah. i haven't like i've been like god i've been tracking my food for like two and a half years now but like i'm not following macros right now yeah right and just just because of you know the way my life yeah. is right now i go through periods throughout the year where i dial it in and i dial back and stuff like that but right now i'm not yeah tracking my macros well it's almost like a deload right like yeah you like you go on vacation or you like you need to take a deload but it's important to keep going into the gym and maybe doing something light something Mm -hmm. shorter so you still have those habits there exactly but you don't have to push yourself every day during that deload right so it's the same same kind of concept yeah yeah totally yeah um yeah very cool okay so like i have a few questions that i like to ask Mm -hmm. um the first one being if there's one thing that you would tell everybody to do every day, like the biggest, like one thing that's made the biggest difference in your life, what would it be? Like a daily habit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Daily habit. I feel like I've said this like a thousand times already, but I think it would be tracking. Yeah. Tracking your food. Right. I'm trying to think of another one. 
I just think that it's brought me, so like how I guess, I didn't, I don't know if we even talked about this, like how I got into nutrition, like how, yeah. how, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I graduated art school and then I became a nutritionist. Yeah. So, um, I worked with my own nutrition coach right. for a year. Okay. Um, and I have been an athlete, like a competitive swimmer in my mm. past, so that's what I kind of grew up as I started doing CrossFit. <laughs> Excuse you, Bali. Oh, here we go. All right. Um, yeah, I've always been, like, some sort of athlete, and then getting into CrossFit, like, it was probably the most frustrating thing, being a competitive individual and not looking and feeling the way that I should be, considering the amount of work I was putting into the gym. Right. And I think that's a lot of people's frustration. Yeah. It's like, why don't I look like I CrossFit? Yeah. <laughs> They're why? like, why don't I look like I'm going to the game yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I think that's the biggest frustration. Like, what, like why don't I feel like I can go to the games? And yeah. So I was like that. I felt like that, totally. And, and I was there's like, a lot of people like that. Like, that totally. when you're getting, like, that's, years of CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, and that's, like, such a legitimate, like, feeling, right? Yeah. And I was still, yeah, I was totally like, why don't I have abs? Because... You know, like, I work my ass off all the time. So, and I had, and I ate well. Yeah. Totally ate well. Like, I ate healthy. I ate lean meats. I ate vegetables. Well, maybe not as many vegetables as I should. More vegetables than I. Dude, I hated vegetables. I hate vegetables so much. (laughs) I hated them. Like, my sister would die laughing at me eating a salad because I would, like, cry. (laughs) Like, why am I eating this? So, so I got a nutrition coach because clearly I needed one and, um, and it was, yeah, just tracking, tracking my food. Uh, he put me on a set of macronutrients. I started tracking my food and yeah, that was to like the only thing that really got me aware of what I was eating because I was eating the right things, but I was eating way too much of it. Way too much. Yeah. Especially like way too much fat. I would have like eight handfuls of, like, trail mix, and I would oh, figure man. out, like, why am I not, like, losing weight? So, um, or, like, I have a client right now who eats, like, eight avocados a day. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, I think I'd be very sick of avocados. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, so what do you mean? I can't eat eight, eight avocados anymore. I'm like, mm, I'm so sorry, but we made a thick cut bring it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Seven and a half, please. Yeah, yeah. so moderation right but I had no clue about that and I think that that is the next step right so um I think the biggest yeah the biggest thing is like is to just is just track your food now that's yeah I think I think that would be now that's for like the kind of cross-fitting I'm already pretty active I already have a little bit of an idea of what I should be eating if you're like that type of person um who who like knows they already have a pretty good foundation of what to eat, then right. take it up a notch and start tracking your food. Yeah. I think that's what I would say. Um, because I know that helped me like that. I mean, that's where Bodzi started. That's why yeah. I started the company is to like enlighten people and empower people through the, like through what knowledge you can gain through simply tracking your food. Yeah. Um, and having some precision with your diet. Um, but before that, it, before that is like food, just food quality. Yeah. But, uh, I think that's like a whole other kind of topic yeah like not eating junk food and like packaged goods and so on and so forth exactly totally awesome okay my second question is what is the biggest thing that you've learned in this past year so something like recent i guess we're almost over over halfway through the year now wow oh my god it's almost almost over biggest thing i've learned over the past year 
Um, I think that the the importance, like uh, the importance of being able to connect with somebody um, as a coach and learning how to do that has been a huge, like a huge thing for me over the past year. Right. Like developing as developing myself as a coach to somebody. And yeah. I think so, I mean, nutrition has like two very different sides to it. Like there's the nutritional science side and then there's the coaching side. Yeah. And um, my... <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I'm trying to get into this Bali. Like, I'm trying to be all like, deep and meaningful here at night. sneezing like three times. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bradley, what are you eating? Are you allergic to your food? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so developing myself as a coach and um, being able to relate to different people on different levels depending on who I'm working with. Right. right? Like, does this person need a hand to hold or do they need a slap? Yeah. Right? Like, or like, does this, does this person need to, you know, yeah. tell me? It can be different them? in different times. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So being like flexible and being able to kind of, um, figure out what your person needs in order to succeed. Yeah. Right. And what type of coach. And I know that I, like I went through three different nutrition coaches when I was working with them and one of them, we just didn't connect. And, yeah. and that's like fine. There needs to be like a really trusting understanding open relationship yeah. with you and a co- like food is personal man. yeah like it's very it's like emotional. being a therapist totally yeah. yeah it's very personal it's very emotional and I yeah. and I think that what I've done in the past year is really learned how to um yeah to kind of just be a little bit more flexible and open to different teaching styles and coaching styles and right. stuff like that um the other I mean on the other side of things is like business yeah. right like I working with my partner Dan he's you know, run CrossFit 416 for six years. He's such a business guy. Like, he's so smart. And I think that he's, like, helped me so much. Um, he has, com- like, completely helped me so much, like, growing this business and right. showing me the ropes of how to develop something into, you know, what it is now and continuing to grow. So the business side of things for <laughs> sure and, and the coaching side of things. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So my last question is, what would you uh, tell someone who's thinking about getting into, you know, like, Caring about their nutrition. Do it. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Do it. Like, yeah, cheese. Like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I mean, it's, it can, if you're scared, then. Bally <laughs> says just do it. Yes, you're, yeah. If you're scared, like, you have, I mean, there's a reason why. There's so much information out there and there's so much, um, you know, conflicting arguments about nutrition like god it's just endless endless the amount of information (laughs) that you can get yeah (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't Uh, know what food to eat she's very frustrating i don't know what to do (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think like i think if you're if you're thinking about it and you don't know where to start then just take a look at what you're eating yeah. Like, can you can you cut out more sugar? Can you right. increase your fiber content? Can you increase your like lean meats and vegetables? Yeah. And I think everyone can kind of agree with those principles, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just it's just a matter of like seek out advice, yeah. find a coach, find somebody who has the knowledge and who's able to see what your goals are and yeah. and will be able to cut out the bullshit for yeah. you and cut out the unnecessary stuff and just give you one thing to work on at a time right it's one 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 healthy meal at a time yeah right um if you're you know working with somebody who is or you're working with yourself you you know who is just 
completely lost in terms of what to do first, yeah. then it's it's going to be important to be able to find someone who's who's going to be able to focus for you. I think focusing is the yeah is super important. Like, what do I do first? Yeah. And get good at that and yeah. move on. Just take things one step at a time. One step at a time. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what would be the place for people to go to check out Bodzi and yeah. yourself? Yeah, so, I mean, our website is pretty cool. Credit of myself. For, I lo- <laughs> the thing is, we're, like, doing this is awesome because, um, I mean, it's actually doing, like, the whole marketing and branding side of the company is really, really cool because, I mean, that's the first time in a long time where I've got to put my creative skills to use. Right. So, yeah, I built the website. <laughs> Um, yeah, B-O-D-Z-I-I.com. And there's, um, there's a coaches side of it and then there's a, um, nutrition one-on-one coaching side of it. So if you're looking for a coach, then there's a button to click. And if you are a, um, a gym owner who wants services in their gym, then there's a page there as well. Um, and then you can follow me at Rob Z, R-Zero-B-Z-I-I, <laughs> because the other one was taken. <laughs> God, can you buy Instagram? Ah, uh, no, <laughs> apparently it's illegal, like, Damn. I guess they're so, it's so annoying. Yeah. I know. I buy that back. I know. I know, and my nickname is now Rob Z, like, oh, it's a, such a thing. I have a dog named Abby, and she's called Abzi, so. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, it's turned like into, Abzi. Abzi, yeah. it's turned into a thing, yeah, so give us a follow, and if you're a gym owner, talk to me. Cool. Take some, uh, take some load off your hands. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Nat. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of All In and learn a little bit more about nutrition. Uh, if you're a gym owner, you should definitely check out www.bodzy.com because what wasn't mentioned during the recording is that the Lifestyle Challenge actually gives owners an opportunity to create additional income. So the Lifestyle Challenge costs $100 per member at the gym to sign up and 40% of the profit actually goes to the gym owner. So it's an awesome opportunity for the gym owner to get members onto the challenge and put some cash in their pocket. Um, just an extra way to create some some income and some excitement around the gym. Uh, gym owners also get a percentage of all the one-on-one clients that sign on with Bodzy afterwards. Uh, remember that Bodzy does everything from the content, member engagement, and live videos to keep your members engaged throughout the challenge so that as a gym owner, you can stay focused on coaching and running your gym while they handle all the aspects of the nutrition challenge. Also, don't forget to check out my business, www.93agency.com, if you're a gym owner as well and are interested in outsourcing your marketing. Um, Same kind of concept, focus on what you're good at and and outsource the rest. So we have a lot of different levels of of plans where uh, we might be working on the strategy in the back end of your marketing plan and your social media, or we can manage it all so you don't even have the headache of doing it. So definitely check out 93agency.com. And thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more episodes to come.